to the Making Laps Podcast. Seriously, putting Christmas decorations out during this thing? Yeah. Good gravy. Yeah. <laughs> they maybe they never took it down to begin with, like the rest of us. Hello, and welcome to episode fifteen of the Making Laps podcast. This will probably be a abbreviated and informal version. My name is Brent Gleason. Sitting in with me in studio is my wife Megan, because we're sitting here drinking wine, and uh, we have nothing better to do during this coronavirus nonsense, which, because of that, we don't really have anything to talk about, but we'll find something, too. You can find our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and you name it. We're probably on there. Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. Instagram at Making Laps Podcast. GleasonBrosRacing.com for links to the major listening platforms. So there's only one real item of racing to talk about, except for, well, maybe my own uh, efforts to get to New Hampshire, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Considering we're stuck with this coronavirus thing still going on and everything being shut down and all the kids are out of school and people are home from work and they're not doing anything, we're obviously not racing. We don't have any hockey. We don't have any basketball. We don't have baseball. We've got nothing going on. So we're sitting here wondering like everybody else what's gonna go on we're so bored but nascar and iRacing got together and they decided that they're gonna put together a race with not the guys who run the coca-cola iRacing series but they're gonna run the pro invitational with guys from xfinity cup truck etc and put together a show in lieu of the cup race or the xfinity race or the truck race this weekend or this past weekend that they missed and so they hosted a race on iRacing, and they broadcast it on Fox Sports 1, and they had Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon in the studio to uh, commentate the race. And it wasn't a very long race. I think it was only 100-and-something laps. Maybe it was 100 laps. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but... Um, they had the likes, they had, uh, regular cup drivers, truck drivers, Xfinity drivers, like I said, and they had, uh, some retired guys like, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Bobby Labonte showed up and a lot of other guys were in this race. So they had a full field and it was pretty interesting to watch, but it was kind of weird to watch an iRacing event with the major commentators on it because they had Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon, like I said before, but it was just kind of, it almost had like this goofy kind of feel like it wasn't serious but it was it was racing it was something to watch and i don't really i don't really like to discount i racing for any reason whatsoever i like i racing i've been a member for years and years and years i mean I, almost 10 years probably at this point and uh i love doing it i rarely have time to do it the only reason I really trash on iRacing is not iRacing in general it's just iRacers themselves because they take it way too seriously and they like to virtue signal about how much work that they put into it and how much, how real it is and how this and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Do not compare it. Uh, that's the only real re real thing that I uh, trash on them for. But uh, I noticed that during this race that they had, they had a lot of early cautions because guys kept wrecking constantly. And all of my buddies who are iRacers and staunch iRacers, they're just like, oh, it's not so easy now, is it? It's not just a game now, is it? It's like, no, because you don't get it. <laughs> it's not real. That's why they can't do it. 
they keep <laughs> crashing because they're used to the visceral experience of G-force load and they're having actual surroundings and peripherals, not a computer screen in front of their face. You know, and obviously they don't have lag in real life. I mean, <laughs> I'm absolutely horrible eye racing for that exact reason. I need to be able to feel a car. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm not bad at eye racing. I've never really done a heck. I've probably on on like one hand done the number of like official races that they call it. I only ever do a like um. I only ever do leagues. Like when somebody has a league and they or uh, hosted events, that's the only time that I ever really use iRacing. My like my ratings are terrible. I'm a rookie on everything except oval track. I think I'm a D class on oval track because I don't do official races. I would love to know if Roger has actually messed up your no. ranking. No, no, I had my son on <laughs> iRacing a few times and he. He was doing it, but he likes to crash. So I'm like, no, we're not. No, you can go on BeamNG and go crash. <laughs> He's like, this is too hard. I'm like, yeah, it's not that easy for a kid. Um, and don't you iRacers get the idea that it's actually difficult? No, iRacing's not difficult because you got a reset button. You don't flip over in iRacing and go, oh my god, I almost died. You go, oh crap, I gotta hit. I gotta hit escape so I can get towed back to the pits. I see any of you iRacers against me in Mario Kart. <laughs> Except you, Phil, I know you, you do Rainbow Road, like, constantly. No, but anyway, um, it was really cool to watch. I mean, watch it. It was tough to get into because you're so used to seeing, like, pre-race stuff. Like, you could see the people's faces, and you can see people on pit road, and you can see, like, actual reality. So you get a little bit of a, a taste of, you know, actual racing. But on iRacing, it's like, oh, we're going to have these cars line up on pit road, and then we're going to, like, start it, and they take off. You don't see anybody. There's no crew members. There's no people. It's just, just cars. And you recognize the cars, and you put a little bottom rocker on the screen. You can tell who it is, but you don't see their face. But then they cut to a shot of them, like, sitting at their sim rig with their headset on, and it's like, okay, well, this is kind of awkward. It's almost like I'm peering into somebody's bedroom, so it's kind of weird. Um also, there are no ri there are no um, fast repairs in real life. So, <laughs> but no, like I said, it was it was kind of goofy at at the start until I think it was like about past halfway they started to get their stride. I think it was only a hundred laps. I'm not sure, but it was funny to watch guys who race in the back of the pack in the Cup Series racing at the front of the pack on iRacing because every single car doesn't matter the make. Every single car is equal. And especially a lot of those guys have, uh, like, Timmy Hill, Garrett Smithley. They're usually in the back or in mid-pack in, like, Xfinity cars or in the back in cup cars. They were right up front, like, top five all day. Who won? Uh, who won? Oh, I'm getting to it. Okay. But getting down towards the end of the race... I think tire strategy actually started to play into the game because, yeah, iRacing is good enough that they have rubber buildup on racetracks, tire fall off, uh, heat, you know, generation. They have all this stuff and debris and all this other thing. So it factors into how the race goes, which is what you want. You know, you want as much reality as something as you can get. But... I think there are a lot of guys on different tire strategies and stuff. And getting down towards the end, Dale Earnhardt Jr. made his way to the front, and he was in the lead. And uh, I think Denny Hamlin started creeping his way through the field. 
I mean, we're talking 10 laps to go. And Hamlin eventually works his way to the front, gets side-by-side with Earnhardt on the last lap. They race, they basically duel all the way around the track, side-by-side. Junior makes a little bit of door contact, manages to save it, but Hamlin wins the race. And which is pretty cool because I think he had a deal where he and I, I think Kevin Harvick or somebody might have been in on it to where if Denny won or led laps, like for every lap he led, he'd donate a certain amount of money. And if he'd won, he would win or he would donate like five grand to um, people who are having problems with the coronavirus down in Southern Florida because the race was held in a virtual homestead, which is where the race was supposed to be held. So, which I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I was watching some footage from Twitter on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s page of him racing on his sim rig, which he's a long-time sim racer, like computer racer. He did it back when NASCAR 2003 was out, and he used to do it from the beginning, basically. But uh, So he's big into it, and he's been getting back into it lately, especially. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been a big force in, in sim racing, and to see him on his rig was kind of funny because he would sit there and race one-handed like he'd be driving with one hand and he'd be out in the lead and like he made contact with denny both hands were on the wheel and he had to save the thing and then he crosses the line he looks over at somebody whoever's videotaping him and he's like did he come down <laughs> i'm like so he's he's already got the racing excuses out so it was fun to watch i mean i know that the the broadcast was actually pretty good the commentator, the commentation from Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon was really good. I thought they had a lot of fun with it. It was just goofy fun. It wasn't really uh, meant to be a serious thing. It was just meant to entertain people, and I thought it was quite good. I thought they did a really nice job with it, and I really hope they do more in the future. Uh, I plan on putting my own kind of league out. I probably run it on Saturday nights. I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to do it. But it's I've pretty much ironed out what we're gonna do. As I I know I teased that uh, earlier on, uh, I think last episode, and it's gonna be off-road racing trucks, like Pro Two Series trucks, and I'm gonna race at one of every type of racetrack. Like we're gonna run asphalt oval track, asphalt road course, dirt track, rally cross, and road course. And then for the last race, I think we're going to do like a, a, a racer vote to see which kind of track we do. And I'm not going to make these giant tracks either. I'm going to make them kind of small so that they, they race well and it'll be a lot of fun. It's for no prize money. Nobody has to buy in. There's no points. It's not a championship thing. It's basically just going to be for fun. I'll probably put up a test for it rather soon. Not sure when, but otherwise, I mean... I just want to have fun, and I think that people are kind of coming to the realization that their lives were a lot more fun before times like now. And times like now are kind of difficult. And with everybody sitting at home and, like I said, having no entertainment. I mean, I only bought my television package for my uh, internet-based TV based off of sports. I only really watch sports on TV. I don't watch like daytime television or primetime television. I don't watch crime shows. I don't, I don't watch all this stuff. I watch sports. If there's racing on, I watch racing. If there's football on, I watch that. If baseball, it uh, doesn't matter. I watch whatever's on. And if there's nothing on, I retreat to like on-demand stuff like Motor Trend On Demand or Hulu or whatever. I watch nothing. Or YouTube. I mean, finding 
any sort of reliable entertainment right now is incredibly difficult, and I feel bad for people, especially those who aren't working. Is it really bad? I've thought about doing Facebook Live as I sort buttons. That Just would, for human connection and communication. That would be incredibly boring. I know, right? I mean incredibly boring. Look, I'm sorting reds. Oh, there's a blue. <laughs> yeah, that's my life. That's really boring. I think people would prefer... <laughs> <laughs> I think well, people I'm would out of work right now because the governor shut the store I work in on Mondays and sales are almost non-existent on Etsy. It's pretty frightening, but we'll be okay because you have a real job. I'm considered... Essential. Yeah, that's the word. I didn't know if I was essential or not. I thought I was oh, just Oh, you a... definitely are. <laughs> I'm just a, a bag of flesh wandering the earth. <laughs> not really essential <laughs> to the earth. I'm more essential to the earth as fertilizer. <laughs> Neither snow, nor sleet, nor whatever coronavirus. Locusts. Oh, uh, but I... I it, it's really difficult, like I said, to, to be entertained nowadays. And iRacing, to get back into that is at this real nexus point because they can offer entertainment while social distancing. It's always been that way. You just sit in your room or sit in your office or sit in your living room or wherever the hell you're going to play at. Mother's basement. Mostly that. (laughs) Uh, But wherever you're going to play, you're by yourself. You don't have anybody else around you, and you can interact with anybody else in that race, however many cars there are, via headphones and you don't have to interact with anybody it's like being a mailman you interact with 600 people a day but you never see them because you're just throwing their mail in a box hi smoky (laughs) (laughs) but if you start hearing purring it's because the cat is on me but like i said iRacing is at such a i guarantee you're gonna see their their subscription rate increase steadily heavily over the next weeks maybe even a month or so because i've seen people jumping on like they've, they've seen the races on tv and they they're like well that looks pretty good i mean i could probably do that they go out they buy a controller and they're gonna be uh, racing with people and they can enjoy the sport while interacting with people from home like you play a console game for like a sport like uh i hear a cat purring <laughs> How loud is it? Do you have to pet the cat right in front of the microphone? He's on me. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like I said, when you get to a console game and you you can interact with people online, like, no problem. But how real is it? It's nowhere near as as satisfying as iRacing is because it's so much more in-depth. This is a good advertisement for iRacing. And like I said, if you don't want to be bored... Go out and go run iRacing because it's just a lot of fun. I plan on doing it a lot during this. I can't even call it. Um, what's it called? Quarantine. It's not quarantine. Oh, it's a shutdown. Yeah, we're not quarantined. They call it a quarantine, but it's not quarantine. No, it's like a, a quarantine isolation. means you got a like circus tent over your house, and there's right. people standing outside making sure you don't leave. Yeah, it's really not a quarantine. It's um. They, like I said, don't call it a it's quarantine a if a it's shutdown. not a quarantine. If anything, it's a shutdown, for sure. Yeah, that's basically what it is. They're just saying, look, stay the hell home. Try to stop panic buying things, people. 
You know, you don't need a year's supply of food. You don't need a year's supply of toilet paper. They're not shutting down the stores. Stop. Please. There's a lot of people out there that need that stuff, and you're just taking it from them. And you're never going to use it. So stop it. Uh, don't don't read too much into this, wife. I know I'm looking at you, but I know you don't panic by things. No, I didn't. Okay, I, good. I went to Target <laughs> yesterday because a friend of mine told me there was toilet paper. And we didn't need it, but... My grandparents did, and my mother did, and I made them split the one pack that I got. Yeah, because why? Because everybody's buying because toilet everyone paper. everyone else is buying toilet paper, and they were down to the last of their their stash of toilet paper, and they couldn't get it anywhere else. So Honest, Honestly, this is kind of a social commentary on how unprepared and unintelligent people are in this country. I mean, it's it's just stupid to buy that much. What I don't get is people, like, buying out all of the fresh, like, meats. Oh, my God. All the meats are gone. Well, how long is that going to keep it's for? It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like, how long is that going to keep for? Even in a freezer, it's going to freezer burn eventually. Yep. They're going to be eating meat when this thing's over literally every freaking day. We got two cheap corned beefs, though. Yeah, but corned beef is badass, That's and we only got was, two of them. We got two of them because there was no other meat to be had at BJ's. There were five corned beefs and a limit of two per household. So I was like, we're going to eat like kings because we love corned beef. Yeah, corned beef is sweet. Oh, my God. Here's the thing about entertainment during these times. These were weird times. I don't remember anything ever like this when, nope. you know, growing up. I mean, you go back and you maybe talk to our grandparents that when they lived through, like, the Depression or something. I mean, they didn't have anything. My grandfather's 89. He lived through the Hurricane of 38. Uh, World War II, there was rationing, but they just made do. And everybody was poor anyway. He always says nobody had cars, nobody had anything. We only had meat on Sunday dinners, and that was it. The rest of the week, he ate potatoes, but everybody did that. And I don't know that that was necessarily a wartime thing. Yeah, that could have been just society at large. Yep. BJ's was insane. Yeah, but... I'm like traumatized by that trip but finding well not really but like finding entertainment during these times is is difficult when all you read on facebook are people making sure that they make something political out of this thing out of this this virus out of this pandemic out of everything like i just can't stand it like i can't read what my friends are doing because they're all idiots and they're talking about how much <laughs> They want to trash Trump or they want to like praise Trump. And I can't, I'm like, I'm like, he's just the president. He didn't manufacture a virus. What the fuck? You know, come on. I'm, Shut the hell up and play games. Like, go play iRacing. Shut up. I'm so tired of it. I've Show me pictures of your dog. Build something. Go fix something. I don't care. I've definitely been off of Facebook the past few days, but that's because I've been preparing for the shutdown of the state. Like yesterday, I ransacked my antiques booth and all my showcases and threw it all in the car and dragged it home. And God knows when I'm going back. Oh, um, I mean, you were busy. So, oh, God, I was so busy. And then everybody's like, oh, did you see the thing on Facebook about whatever? And I'm like, no. And I've just been staying off it because I just can't stand it. I feel like it's overwhelming and... It's just a giant echo chamber and nobody's saying anything new, really. The only thing now that I do, like, once a day I'll go on WFSB and see what the latest toll is. You know, find out what counties it's in. Like, in our county, there's four cases. What towns are they in? Everybody just, like I said, everybody's so busy making it a political thing 
That's because, boring. Because it's so boring. All it is is you're parroting a, a viewpoint that comes up in your prescribed or subscribed political beliefs, and you just parrot and regurgitate it on the internet. Good for you. Hooray. Virtue signal achieved. But I'm just not interested in anybody's opinion on this. We all know the facts. We all know it started in China. We all know it made its way over here. We know it's got a long incubation rate, so it's really difficult to find firsthand. Shit happens. I mean, what are you going to do about it? People travel all over the world. The world is a small place. Planes go very fast. Thousands and thousands and thousands of flights go out every single country every single day. How are you going to stop that immediately? You can't. Nobody can stop that immediately. Anybody could have, you know, I don't think they could have stopped this, to be honest. I mean, with the long incubation rate where you're giving off the virus before you're even sick, right there, you already failed to contain it because God knows how many people you come in contact. Like, say, say both you and I have it right now. Right. And we've had it for a week and don't know it. Have we doomed our entire family? The kids got it. Oh, no. But anyway, I hear all these people on Facebook just parroting these, these, prescribed political beliefs because that's what they hear and that's what they believe so that's what their morality tells them is right and so all they're gonna do is sit there on facebook and blab on and on endlessly about the same thing over and over and over and they're gonna praise or or hate and they're gonna praise this person hate that person praise this idea hate that idea and i don't care i don't want to hear any more about how socialized medicine could have solve this because it couldn't have i don't want to hear any more about why trump failed at something because he didn't the only reason somebody in any sort of position failed is because it didn't meet your stringent requirements after the fact the fact of the matter is is that they reacted when they had enough advisement to react we sat here for months hearing china say oh hey look this thing's contained but no it really wasn't because they were lying who the hell knows what they were lying about else other than that? So, um, like I said, I'm trying to keep an open mind as much as possible. But when I hear socialism could have cured this, Trump did this wrong, somebody, it's like, does this really help? Like, nobody's nobody's helping. None of these viewpoints help at all. It's not making anything better. You're just being a blowhard on the internet. You're just making sure that you think that you're the most virtuous person ever and it makes you feel good about yourself to say something about somebody or something. So you just make sure you parrot it blindly on the internet. And I don't care if you even came up with it yourself. You're still an idiot for talking about it after the fact because you're still not making anything better. Like, it's boring. We have no control over what's going to happen. No. None. None whatsoever. I have no clue what's going to happen. I'm a little worried for our financial situation, but that's me and every other family on this planet. I'm still working. I mean, yeah, you are. And and I don't see, frankly, I mean, yeah, it's all bad and all that stuff and no income and whatever. But the longer this drags on, the more it's all going to be okay anyway. I mean, you know, they can't kick everybody out of their house because nobody's paying their bills because... It's just ridiculous. It's absurd. You know, once everything gets back to normal, everybody's going to go back to work. I, mean, I know, It's hard to describe. If everything's going on hold, then everything else should go on hold. You know, all the, the bill payment deadlines and all that stuff, because there's, there's nothing going on. I mean, some of us will come out ahead if that were the case, like we would, because you're still working. Right. But nobody would fall behind over something that's not their fault. You know what I mean? I just wonder how long society can go on 
with nothing getting paid and no, you know, how long can society function? I mean, obviously, we're all alive. We all have a roof over our heads. You're not going to have sheriffs coming in, people kicking people out of their house. You're not going to because they'd it would be too many people. Nobody wants to get sick, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then what happens? You, you know, know, there's food. There's it exists. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. This is unheard of. To be honest, we shouldn't even be in this position because people should be responsible enough as human beings to self-manage themselves to begin with. Uh, but people are so goddamn stupid that they don't even know how to wash their hands or prepare for a virus. Like, they prepare like it's going to be a natural disaster, like a hurricane. It's like, I'm, I'm surprised people aren't boarding their windows up. Like, I don't get it. Like, people, I see people wearing trash bags over their heads, for yeah, God's I mean, sakes, like, well, when they go shopping. Well, financially, nobody could really prepare for this. You know, you have a steady job. Everything's fine. If it wasn't for this virus, you would still have your steady job. You know what I mean? Like I said... You can't, you can't prepare for that. And this has never happened before. Not in this current economy, this atmosphere, this political atmosphere. This has never, ever happened. I just don't understand the people who think that this could have been prevented in this country. I don't think it could have because we don't know enough about it. No, because and what are you going to do? And people too fast. And not only that, people are stupid. I mean, you hear about that guy that got tested for it, and then he went to the his father-daughter dance with his kid, and he had it. Oh, good job. Well, yeah, that was in Missouri. It's like if you're if you have the symptoms of it and you get tested, maybe you should stay the hell home. Yeah. Like I said, this boils down to personal responsibility, and people aren't taking it. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the people who are be... sick need to stay home. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I got real pissed yesterday at a woman who coughed in the same aisle as me at Target because, not for nothing, I have no symptoms of anything. I am not sick. So far as I know right now, I am fine. And then there's this woman hacking her head off. She's not even covering her mouth. She was a good 10 feet away from me, but she was very obviously sick. You know, her, her color was wrong. Everything was wrong about her. What the hell is she doing out of her house? Yeah, if this How is... How dare she infect all of us? If this is the thing that's going around and you feel sick, you're probably going to have to stay the hell home. Right. Like that's Like I said, it's personal responsibility and people just aren't smart enough to take advantage of it because they're not being taught it at a young age. And it's society's fault, but it's also their parents' fault, which is part of society, but there's so many people. It becomes society's fault. Some people are just so damn stupid. I know this is like... No, this is supposed to be a racing podcast. I get that. But this is weird times that we're in. It is. It's just weird it times. Weird. It is so weird. Sorry, I had to rant about that woman at Target. I'm still pissed about it. Well, why wouldn't you? It's an example for people to, to listen to. It really is. I mean, I've been doing everything as well as I can. I mean, it's funny. I even take a Lysol wipe into Target and I have it like on my cart and I use the Lysol wipe to touch things and... That's just like the best I can do. You know, I don't have any masks, although it's just really not only tough times, but it's just stupid times. Like everything needs to be everything needs to have blame pushed in somewhere. Every somebody is always going to be at fault. Somebody's always going to find fault with somebody. Something is always going to be wrong. We could have done this better. We could have done that better. We could, you know, change. You know what? If you could sit there and parrot your stupid propaganda on your Facebook and say, we could have done this better, this could have been done better, why are we still doing this, why is this person still doing this, why are we not doing this, shut up. Because if you're looking in the past, you're not going to fix it. Just stay the hell home, 
I, like I said, I'm not trying to be the, the judge of morality and be, be the most wise person, but I'm just sick of seeing nonsense. Like, there's not enough entertainment out there for me to occupy my time enough to not go read social media. And when I go read social media, it just pisses me off. I'm just like, shut up. You know, I know you're frustrated. I know you can't. I know these people out there can't watch sports and watch racing and can't be excited about things. And why why are you going to go vent your anger on somebody else? Why can't you just shut up? And if you're that pissed off about it, go kill yourself. I don't really care at this point. Jesus hey, Christ. What? You want to help me sort buttons? It might calm you down. Oh, God, no. I'd rather kill myself. But buttons. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, I've I've literally spent the last two days not reading social media, not doing anything. I've actually been doing productive work because I don't I don't want to sit there and have arguments with people over whose fault this is. When in reality, it's everyone's fault. I don't care who you are; it yep. is your fault. It's everyone's fault. Everyone in general, it's your fault. Um, there, I've placed blame on everybody. Even me. What the hell? But no, even I know that I could be spreading if I'm if I I'm not sick, but just by going out. But it's like I said, I spent the last two days not going anywhere, but I've been working. I've been doing housework. Right. I've been digging up my mom's house and and trying to fix her stuff. And I actually got to like I did that for two days, and then tonight I got to work on my engine for New Hampshire race. And if I, that happens. Yeah, if or when that happens, I don't even know. I don't even know how I'm going to clean out your trailer. I'm just going to put the gate down and drive real fast and see what happens. <sighs> <laughs> see how much falls out. I'll have somebody sit in the back and kick boxes until they land in the street. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Free antiques. Follow me. I was supposed to put them up in an auction, and all the auctions got canceled. Yep. Now the trailer's full of stuff. And I fixed my truck. Yep. So now I can tow it up to New Hampshire. And I have to get that trailer cleaned out. Yeah. <sighs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> I don't really want to make 50 trips up and down the basement stairs, but I think that's what's going to happen in that, or we'll just fill the crawl space. Go cut the lock off of Phil's trailer and go stuff it in there. Why is it empty? No, but it can be. Ooh. Put all this crap in the yard. See, Phil, this is what you get for coughing at my house, what, last week? Yep. Wow. Yep. So, uh, again, uh, I know this is kind of an abbreviated episode and that we're just trying to vent because like, because we have literally nothing to do and nothing to report on. Trust me. Lap one, eye racing. Lap two, shit on Phil. Lap three, shit on social media. I thought we just shit on Phil all the time. It's fun to shit on Phil. Well, you are German. I was just about to ask if Phil was, but I know he's not. Oh, God. This just took a turn. <laughs> um, anyway, like I said, it's just so difficult with, with no topics to talk about are stuff. I have, I have, like, I have interviews that I want to line up. I have show ideas to keep us going. But with my work schedule on my two days off that I had, it's been very difficult to line anybody up, and I haven't gotten around to getting content put together so i apologize to the listener audience for the show that we brought to them to this week um 
anyway, I don't really have anything else to add other than basically go out and get yourself an iRacing subscription, even if you're a fan, because it's just that much fun. You know, get yourself a, a go buy a, a cheap wheel, pay like 300 bucks, get yourself a G27 or 29 wheel, go get your computer video card upgraded, and go pay the 100 bucks a year and go on iRacing. It's just that much fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. You can play with your friends. It doesn't have to be special. It doesn't have to be serious. You can just go goof around. It's just a good time. You can drink and race and nobody cares. Well, the guys who you crash into will probably care. That's but what you used to do before we started dating. Drink and iRace? Oh, my God. You would drink and iRace until you'd be, like, blackout drunk, and then you'd just, like, wake up on the floor next to your iRacing rig. Actually, that was more... Um, Gran Turismo I used to play with my friends. Oh, whatever. I don't know. It was like nine years ago back before I really... Oh, my God. I drank drank like a whole bottle of vodka and orange juice one night and ended up on my floor. And I heard my buddies on the radio going, Brad, are you alive? And I'm like... Brad? I woke up to that. I'm like, what? And I'd fallen out of my chair. (laughs) Good times. I thought that was eye racing. My bad. No, it was fun, though. It was it was just consoles, but anyway, like I said, I got more stuff coming for the future. I don't know how long this stupid coronavirus thing's gonna disrupt everything. I'd really rather just get back to business and tell the tell the people who are susceptible to stay the hell home. But Our that's a selfish thing to do. Like so I don't think I should do that because that's selfish. But you know, if we're gonna all suffer, we should all suffer together. <laughs> Go on Etsy and buy my stuff. I make magnets. What's your, what is your, you know what? This is the end of the show anyway, so why don't you plug your Etsy shop? Because why not have somebody buy this stuff from my wife so Please. it gets out of my house? Oh, well, it's Blythe Button, B L I T H E Button. And if you can't spell button, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be buying things on the internet if you can't spell that. <laughs> so I mostly sell crafting supplies, so like get your wives over to my shop or something. Um, I'm also on eBay under the same name, but I don't really have much up for sale yet there, even though I ransacked my booth up at Putnam so I could throw stuff on eBay, including board games. If you're bored, you can buy some board games. I have like one of the Simpsons from like 1990 and it's some dice based game called Don't Have a Cow. Really? I thought it would be like Simpsons Monopoly or something. No, no. It's like some random game. I don't know. It's in the car right now because I've, I've been so bummed out about having to pull stuff out of Putnam. And I didn't pull everything because it would be like 30 car loads. But yeah, I have a whole bunch of... Like, I have like Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego and all this stuff too. Like a whole bunch of early 90s games. So I don't have them listed yet. If you're interested, hit up Brent. We'll talk. Please, because this is like my only income. You can follow her on Instagram also from that, I believe, the same yep, name. the same at, name. At Blythe Button. Yep. So go check that out. Please uh, you, do. You can follow me at BrentGleason01 on Instagram and Twitter. Don't follow me on Facebook because I'm sick of listening to you idiots on Facebook. Um, <laughs> just called all your listeners idiots. Well, if you're talking about, if you're mixing politics in with like people dying, then fuck you. You're an idiot. What do, you, what do people find you at i'm sure you'd really want to put that out there now on facebook oh anything oh i don't know i'm under my real name on facebook and no not facebook twitter and instagram is all i do oh instagram oh okay (laughs) well twitter i haven't even put done anything other than like your retweets i haven't she has a protected account anyways oh yeah that's right i did that when i was like job hunting probably seven years ago and forgot about it i just don't care about twitter um instagram at megan mcgorry 
M-E-G-A-N-M-C-G-O-R-Y. At Nicknack Kitty Cat. That's our cats. Yeah, I know, but that's a fun one. Yes, Nicknack Kitty Cat is our cats because I tend to post our cats too much on my own Instagram, so I made an extra Instagram just for them. And then... At Blythe Button is also on there. Yep, and at Blythe Finds is my vintage stuff that was in Putnam. Oh, right. Yep, because I have five Instagram accounts. And the fifth one is the Historical Society. Right. So, which... None of you even... Well, actually, no. I can't say that none of you have never heard of Sterling because, unfortunately... There's racers from Sterling. Yes, there's racers from Sterling and Mike Stefanik crashed there. So... Way to fucking bring a downer here. Well, it's true. (laughs) So, that's like the... I can't say it's the only claim to fame my town has. The mob blew up a house there, too. So... Yeah, maybe we'll start doing a, a true crime podcast about oh Connecticut. God, maybe you guys can hear that. Who the hell amazing. knows? That'd be hilarious. That case would be amazing. I mean, to not start for a podcast on. not for that guy who got found in pieces, but like you know, it would be a fun yeah. thing to do. Anyway, you can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, GleasonBrosRacing.com for our race team, and you can get us for the listening platforms for all the major podcasts. I don't even know what I just said right there. Anyway, this is a nice short episode for you because we don't have anything else going on. So hopefully this coronavirus nonsense can get the hell out of here soon and we can get back to actual racing talk. Again, I'm trying to get some interviews and some topics lined up that are of any sort of interest for you to listen to while you're bored, sitting at home, or whatever you got to do in life while this whole thing blows over. And hopefully it goes fast because I'm sick of it already. Mousetrap is the best board game. And if you're bored at home... Buy board games because you can play them with your family and spend some damn time with them instead of sticking them in front of a TV. Raise your kids, you deadbeats. We have Oregon Trail on card game. Yeah, but I always die. Me too. Anyway, I'm going to go spend time with my family. uh, So keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thanks for listening. Sorry about this episode.